y'all know what it is. I'm ready. Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel and Holly, uncensored from Hot 101.5. When you listen to the words of that song, you're like, oh. Yeah, it, every time I do, I'm always like, what? Oh, we're um, getting political for a there second. There we go. How you doing? Woo. Hey, it is Miguel and Holly Uncensored. My name is Miguel Fuller. That is Holly O'Connor. Hi. And that is producer Ryan McGibbening. Hi. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to, but first. I uh, wanted to take a second to say thank you uh, for those who have listened uh, to the podcast uh, for a while. We really appreciate it and want to thank you. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go over some of the uh, reviews and ratings that we've gotten on iTunes. I don't think we've done that recently. I I don't list the days, by the way, because that sounds depressing. It was probably from like six months ago. Oh. Don't. Don't say when no, it was. No. Well, one is, uh, was yesterday. Oh. I haven't read this one. This one just popped up. Okay. Uh, so this is where you can go on iTunes on the little podcast uh, app mm-hmm. and type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Click on it and then you can uh, uh, rate us and then you can subscribe and then write a little review about how you feel about the podcast. <clears throat> uh, they said, blew my socks off. Wow. Uh, amazing podcast. Miguel, Holly, Ryan are hilarious and feed off of each other so well. I catch myself laughing out loud every time I tune in. As much as I enjoy the hilarity, I also admire their ability to be vulnerable and honest about their deepest emotions. This is truly one of the most entertaining and relatable podcasts I've had the pleasure of listening to. Thank you, guys. Awesome job. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, This one is from Alexandria. Uh, This podcast is simply wonderful. There's so much love about Miguel and Holly Uncensored. It's hard to know where to start. I guess the first thing is that it's never boring. Whether it's one of Miguel's crazy weekends, producer Ryan's photography and travels, Holly's day-to-day adventures, or even the nonsense that happens in the world like anal bleaching. There's always (laughs) something, and it's always a riot. I think maybe the best thing is they allow us to get to know them on another level, past their voices and beyond their radio personalities. They have podcasts that are more somber but those are some of the best ones because you can hear and visualize the fight and how they continue to fight for what they love and what matters it may not be full scope of who they are but it gives you a sense of them as people and not just entertainers it's amazing to hear their journey and understand them more they're not your typical podcast it's never just a set tone or statistics or reviews it's all encompassing and everything goes thank you guys for allowing us to become a part of your lives and i hope that you guys will continue to do so. And then she has like little notes for all of us on here as well. Oh, wow. That is the most in-depth review Whoa. of anything ever I've right? read. Okay. Who, who that? I know. She says, Producer Ryan, I hope in the new year we will get to hear you a bit more like some of the older podcasts. So get off your phone and speak up. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, on that note, I'm watching a, um, a high-speed chase. Okay. See? <laughs> Ryan, exactly. Damn. <laughs> Get in the goddamn game! <laughs> it's very entertaining, though. 
Ryan, You're, I'm entertaining. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Holly, what? girl, yeah. you had quite a year, and I hope that everything will smooth out and become a steady flow of good times. Miguel, as I'm sure you already know, you are fabulous, and I hope you will be able to conquer and permanently squash any and all feelings of not being good enough. No matter what happens, I know there will always be someone in your corner and keep you out of the dark. Love you guys. Alexandria. Mm. I know who she is on Twitter. Wow, that was great. That was fantastic. That's- and you know what? One note, I mean, aside from all of the amazing uh, compliments she said and, and the notes to all of us, aside from that, there was one line in there that I absolutely love, and that is, it wasn't just stats, and it wasn't just this and this topic, and it wasn't just, you know, this type of thing. It's all-encompassing. Right. When we go to our morning show boot camp, uh, and we do, it's like a it's a radio conference that we attend every year to get better at what we do. It's a hopefully. get drunk fest. It's also that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also that. Don't lie, honey. <clears throat> Why is that? But I like to glean knowledge from it, too, because there's no other real outlet for us to get new ideas from other people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And there was a podcast segment um, <clears throat> sit down that they had, not last, this past year, I think, but the year before, maybe, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, and they basically said, okay, well, first of all, if you're in radio and you're not podcasting, you're already failing, so what are you doing? And we right. were excited. We're like, woo, we already do this. We've been on the train, girl. But then they were like, well, in order to have a successful podcast, it must be about a certain niche. Right. You got to do something. Like they gave examples of other radio people in the U.S. One guy, aside from loving radio, is like an avid fisherman, say. So he does like a fisherman's weekly podcast. And then some guy fixes up cars. And some woman um, does, you know, like uh, single girl tips or there's like a, a baking one. And they said you have to have a niche like this. Otherwise, you're going to just fail and you're not going to have a name for yourself. The fact that we can do a lot of different things and it spans serious and funny and irreverent is cool. If you're, I would say that's true if you're just starting from just the podcast. Oh, like you You don't don't have a, uh, like another outlet like you guys. You have people that like you as people already. From the radio show. Oh, okay. Uh, never mind. No, 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 no. I got it. And and you have a sort of synergy that works together. A lot of podcasts I hear that are sort of randomized like that, Mm -hmm. they don't. Right. And some of them do. They might. But um, I just feel like you guys have like a good family already built. And then word of mouth helps people want to be involved with your lives. Gotcha. Mm. And you know, I, I've always... But the niche thing... It works, is, I'm sure, if you're just building from the ground up. to a certain extent, because... Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you're right. From the ground up, if you've got no platform, we have, we are lucky enough to have the radio platform. Right. So, like, if you don't have a platform mm-hmm. to say, have a podcast, how would people know that you have a podcast? So, you're right. Well, I, I think two things. I think, one, um, I think... Th- how we do this podcast is sort of the basis of like what our radio show is Mm -hmm. and how I've always done radio is that it's like reality television. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people forget that is that that's why Bravo has existed for the past decade and a half is on reality shows. Uh, Big Brother, Survivor, The Real World, Road Rules, The Challenge, all those shows have been built on everyday drama in people's lives and we all are curious that's why i still love those shows and if you can bring that to the table people are fascinated if you do it in an interesting way right um i also think too 
I think that we've also gotten comfortable enough finally in our radio skins to sort of like not feel like we have to do stuff like other people. Yeah, and, there, that's a, there's a lot of that in radio when you first get started. Yeah, because you, you don't know how to do it and you don't know the roadmap. But and you so, want to be successful. Exactly. So you emulate what you hear, what you see, and you do what other people do. And then I think we've just gotten to this point now where it's like, all right, we did what we knew and what we learned. And now that we have that foundation, we can do stuff on what our gut tells us. Yeah. So, like, for instance, like, every morning we walk in, there's, like, a show schedule that we print out. And it's like, you know, we're going to do this at this time and this at this time. And then in this year, I've been like, I don't like that. I don't like doing that. That's not how my brain works. So I have a little journal and every morning I come in and I write down what we're doing because I like to write. I like to see it. And it makes me it makes me more creative as I'm writing. I'm like, oh, we can do this. We can do that. We can do that. You have to do stuff that fits within you and what makes you successful. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Alexandria, for pointing out those things and making us and not to spend, you know, five minutes patting ourselves on the back and saying thank you. Well, you've built a successful relationship with Tampa Bay and that reflects into a podcast. You're just, like you said, doing what you know. Right. Right. And so a lot of times since our format is music and talk at least mm-hmm. people wanting to hear you guys more right or hear wanting to hear more music whatever but the people that want to there's <laughs> there's a hear split music. of people but there is there is the people that are invested in you guys want to hear more so it's Go good to have the extension of it miguel they're not listening if you want to hear the um, also the radio <laughs> boot camp yeah is basically a giant podcast it is because it like like I said, it's like a get drunk fest. But uh, uh, but there are speakers and they do speak their minds and they have seminars and whatever. But um, the whole thing in general, just talking to other people, mm-hmm. is like a giant conversation of personalities. Yeah, and then it's just a big exchange of information with every conversation you have, whether it's one on one or in a room, and mm-hmm. then one guy's talking in the front. Most definitely, that's where we get the most ideas, not from sitting in a seminar, but I feel like you get a scope of like where radio's going and how it's doing, and then from there, and just being like, oh, so what did you do this year? Oh, we did this, this. Oh my God, we should try to do that. That would be really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's where we've the, gotten some great ideas. Mm-hmm. Most everything we do <laughs> comes from other people. Well, uh, it's fine. Uh, but we do it differently. It's we do adaptation. it our own way. Yes. Exactly. All right, um, Ryan. Mm-mm. We had a difficult week. We thought you were leaving. Is my headphones down? No. Oh, I thought you were playing some sad music. No. Oh. I am now. <laughs> oh. So. Can we talk about this yet? Yeah. Oh. No, I don't know. We can. Can we? <laughs> yeah. Girl, no one in the company listens to this. So <laughs> I don't know yet. It's fine. Well, here, here's what I'll say. Yeah. Is that, I mean, nothing is signed right. just yet. There haven't been a final okay. Wait, have I we guess. even talked about us re-signing on the pod? We've only done one this year. No, yeah, we, did. we did. Yeah, because it was right after. Yeah. Um, so Ryan got offered a job, and we've talked about that before um, on the podcast, that you got offered a job outside of radio that was going to be very lucrative for you mm. and sort of using the skills you've acquired over the past few years um, of video and photography and stuff like that. And so you had to make your last stand and say, hey, guys, Got a job. I want to stay, but I'm leaving. And so some things were able to happen. And so now you were able to stay on and be full time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the plan. That that's is major. the plan. That's been set down in writing, but it hasn't gone through yet. 
from yeah. what I understand, right? The people that need to make that happen aren't in town this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully that'll be done. Trying to expedite that process. Yes. Right. And make that happen. Because <clears throat> um, our company is known for very slow moving. Yes. You know, because corporate and different mm-hmm. channels and well, I would all the say right uh, stuff and things. They happen. also are very methodical but because yeah, yeah. they like to make sure that they're picking the right people because they don't like to just bring you in and then a year later you're out they want to make sure that you are the right person Um, yeah i mean i didn't of course i don't want to leave but i just felt like a little push needed to happen Mm -hmm. so it worked what um what were you thinking when you went on the interview for this other job uh i mean it's definitely a change and i would have to get used to it, whole new people, culture. I don't even know how that would would be. So it's kind of like anxiety was through the roof. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I would just get used to it if right. it had to be that way. Yeah. Right. Whatever. You do. You adapt. New, new things. Mm-hmm. But, um, yep. But we don't have to. <laughs> Glad to. How, how did you, how did you feel once the conversation started to sway and, like, you're actually going to possibly be able to stay with us. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I sort of take everything with a grain of salt. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. So even now I'm just like twiddling my fingers. I'm like, okay. Mm. When's this, once it's like all said and done is like when I would want to celebrate it. Right. Or be excited. Right. I don't like to get my hopes up at that sort of thing. You are a because I have in the past, right, and been disappointed. So. But they had had things gone this far, um, before no, it didn't go. No, no, your, no, no. So okay. this is definitely a better. Direction. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Good. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy. And you honestly, too. like before that happened, um, this is probably a better fit. I would say yes. So even though I waited two more years mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is a uh, better outcome. Mm-hmm. Good. He'll be taking on some more responsibilities, um, and you'll be in some of the decision-making processes of what we do behind the scenes here as well. I think you have shown mm-hmm. that you are a very skilled individual. Definitely capable of those decisions. Yeah, so I'm I'm very proud so, of you. Yep. Without <laughs> saying too much, um, all this will be out in the open, hopefully, within the next few weeks or so. Uh, right. my, my, my final question about everything is, will you be rich? <laughs> are okay. you getting a pay raise? Um, I can't. Uh, how much are they paying you? That how much are your paychecks how going to be? How many times have I told you you cannot ask people how much they make? I don't give a fuck. I think my headphones are breaking up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I've, Miguel and I have had this conversation for like 10 years now where he'd be like, Ooh, what do you I'd be like, do not ask people what they make. I'm just, I mean, why? Because no one talks about that. It's like asking about politics and religion. Why? What, literally, what because would happen? Because then there's judgment that happens. There's no judgment. From like, you. No, not at all. None from you. But from other people listening, you don't want to put all your business out there for other people to know what you, what all the ins and outs of your particulars are. Ryan, how much do they offer you? No. Tell me how much do they offer you? No. How much do you Ryan, make don't. No. It's fine. Are you no. <laughs> you are the worst. Um, they're paying me in trident layers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are delicious, by the way. Uh.
Oh, gosh. Um, so Holly- Really quick. I'm sorry. I got super distracted for a brief second during Ryan's thing because this Wendy Williams show is on in the background. Uh-huh. Gosh, Holly, pay attention. I know. I'm sorry. It was, it's right in front of my face. And Wendy Williams, who, what's this girl's name that she's interviewing, uh, made her cry. And Wendy Williams has had so much plastic surgery done that it was the ugliest ugly cry because her face like contorted because oh. she couldn't actually cry. And I was like, God, I never want to look like that one day. She's like, who? That's the end of that story. What's up? Um, Holly, so I wanted to bring something up. Okay. I didn't tell you I was gonna talk. We were gonna talk about this. Oh God. So last, we didn't do a podcast last week. Yeah. Uh, things were a little crazy. They were a little hectic. Yes. Um, and I also just felt like it wasn't time. Okay. So the week before, when we did a podcast, you were very muted. Mm. You were not yourself. What is going <laughs> on in your life? Um. Well. I mean, a lot's going on in my life with my mom mm-hmm. because she's at her assisted living facility right now. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I put her in there with the assumption that it would be a month. Well, the month is almost up. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first week of February, that first weekend in February, she's going to move from the assisted living situation back home. And that is the main thing that has had me like stressed out. Mm. Like, hugely. Right. Um, I just, it's it's hard because I want to, I obviously want her to come home, but also it's been different at home the last three months without her there. And it freaked me out at first, um, but we sort of settled into this new routine and it's for the first time in my, since she's moved from Ohio, I felt like an adult making decisions in my own house again. Different. So has that been, that's been a positive change. That's sort of been a positive thing. So are you afraid that she's going to come back and try to run your life? Yes. Mm. Now, have you told her this? And also, no, would see, she understand that in her? That's the thing is that she's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Still, but I don't even know. There's so much unknown and confusion. I don't even know where she's at. Like she understands a lot, mm-hmm. but she's still suffering from like a brain injury of sorts, where mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> everything's a little off. Like all her emotions are sort of like how a toddler's emotions are right at the surface level. So she cries a lot, mm-hmm. um, and she even knows that. She's like, I don't know why I cry all the time, and I'm like, because uh. you have an, a thing that happened. Right. Um, but I don't know what she doesn't know. So I'm not sure how she's like independent living like she doesn't Mm -hmm. need help showering she doesn't need help with anything like that right um but i don't think she'll be able to be financially responsible Mm. like she mixed up a six and a four the other day so i'm like i don't know that she's there certainly i'm not going to be having her drive um i'm going to try and get like some sort of neurological consult for her but the nurse that's working with her for speech right now even said you know because of the apraxia that she's got aphasia apraxia like a, probably a little bit of both mm-hmm. where she can't communicate properly that's going to skew any psychological evaluation because she can't communicate well with uh, the person so they can't really they dig can't, down to see they can't even get a real true reading cuz that's going to mess it up right so i'm like i don't really know what to expect i'm sure for the first week it's going to be kind of helter skelter but then there's just all these fears and of course I go to worst case scenario but I don't know what's going to be like now my boyfriend Mr. Dimples has been super great about it because he's like you know well we're going to do it together and I was so stressed out earlier in the week that I made like a therapist appointment oh <laughs> about the, you, to to the oh today. you're going to th- oh what yeah 
Well, why we sh- why okay, well let's dig down into that. So you're going to therapy today. Yeah. When was the last today. time you went to therapy? Today. What time? Uh three o'clock. This is the first one? Yeah. Ever? No. I went oh. to therapy when I was going through the divorce. Mm-hmm. I did all kinds of I w- when I first before we decided to get divorced, we tried couples therapy for a, l- a little bit. And during couples therapy, I decided I need to go to my own therapist. So I did Wait, that. Did was it. couples therapy like on the movies where you two are sitting on the couch and like you're sitting like away from each other and the therapist is like, so? Kind of, but we weren't sitting away from each other. We were sitting next to each other. Mm-hmm. But I was just so uncomfortable because I knew that it wasn't going to work. Like what she was trying, it was already broken. So when you went in, you weren't like, all right, let's fix this. You were like, well, let's it was just sort see. Of the, I f- and I feel like a lot of couples do this where it's like the last ditch. If by the way, side tangent, if you're in a relationship and you're having a little of issues, go now. Mm. Now is the time when you're having small issues to go to couples therapy. Right. When you're about to get divorced, that's not when you should go to couples therapy. When you've said, I want to get divorced, and then followed by, we should go to therapy. Yeah, no. Well, I didn't, we hadn't even said divorce yet, but like, I just, it was not working because we're two different people. Right. Yeah. Well, and when you have a small issue, you sort of just like mention it. Yeah. Away from each other. So then like your circles start telling you this and that, and it just makes that grow into something larger than it is. Right, and maybe because you don't you're have the getting influence from your friends, of course, they're going to say that you're right mm-hmm. or this um, positive mm-hmm. influence on or positive reinforcement for that on you, and then same for the other side. Which is why and you should makes it bigger. Tell your friends no. all your problems. Yeah, no, because that's exactly what happens, and it can cause erosion between the two of you. So but if there is a little problem, you should find the tools to fix it. If you have the therapy, I can see how it would help because that's a neutral party. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're that you're going to talk about, or do you want to talk about it? Um, I can talk about it a little bit. I just feel like overwhelmed. Like when she went into the assisted living, I kind of felt this sense of relief because she was finally, after two full months, out of the hospital. Because I had been visiting her every single day in whatever hospital setting she'd been in. Mm-hmm. Um, put you know, brought her to the assisted living, visited her for, visited her every day for the first few days, but it's like a half an hour drive. So I was like, I'm going to pull back a little bit. And she hasn't been calling me crying. Like she would call sobbing mm. at the hospital, not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's been a lot calmer because probably because she was able to like live her own life for a hot second. Right. Um. So I said, okay, well, we're going to get some space. And I kind finally kind of was able to just rest a minute after mm. that upheaval of two months. Right. So I had that feeling of like contentment for about two weeks and then it started slowly like I noticed it about a week and and some ago I woke up so angry Mm. and I was like why am I angry today and like I was just angry at everything I was did you punch the wall not really did you headbutt your boyfriend no no but did you kick him that's the other thing like him and I have had some dust ups over the past I don't know, a couple weeks. And I think at least some of it is due to the pressure that I'm under and that I place inordinate, inordinately amount of on myself, mm. um, which he has reassured me 8 million times that this is an us thing that we're dealing with. Mm. I still struggle with, this is me. Right. So that's part of what I'm going to talk about in therapy. Holly, this is us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. This is us. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to talk about how I don't, I feel, and he told me to bring this up too, because then I do this. I feel guilty about everything. Yes. 
He's like, you should bring that up in therapy. So I'll probably bring that up in therapy. I feel guilty about everything, about everyone. And I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And so that's a big part of it. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to, you know, fixing my mom, helping things. Like, God, I, I was not equipped. Nobody is, but like, ugh. Uh, I just feel crazy. Do you feel? Do you ever feel guilty with anything about with me or Ryan? All the time, I feel guilty about the show. Why? All the time, I feel like I'm not that creative. I'm not pulling my weight. I'm not doing anything that like I. This, I Man, our boss the got nail right on the head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ryan said, "You suck. You suck. You suck. You Ryan suck." Said, feel guilty, bitch. Here. You don't do nothing. Like our boss and our. Uh, secondary but whatever they nominated me for some award and that day that I got the email I was just sitting in my driveway crying because I was like why would they do that like what kind of pressure is that I'm, I'm not gonna win it I don't even have anything to submit for this shit I was just so upset that so goes I feel guilty uh, with the uh, trending in Tampa Bay topic we had today yeah it's true mm-hmm. um, what was it women it was, feel yeah. guilty about everything yeah I'm pretty men much. can uh, just they're not so hard on that. themselves. Yeah, hard on themselves. Yeah. That's so crazy because I feel like I am hard on myself, but it's only because of me. Like, I don't care what anyone else, when it comes to that sort of thing, how I, oh, oh back up, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you having Words. a hard time today. Words. I don't care. Like, you care, like, if people think that you're not pulling your weight. Yes. Whereas, oh, like, with God. me... And and I don't know if this is gonna affect me as I get older. I'm like, bitch, fuck you. I've been working in this goddamn oh. industry for fucking twelve years. I'm tired. My back hurts from fucking putting up tents, going to remotes, talking about the same bullshit year after year. <laughs> Bitch, it's the same shit, but it's repackaged, and I love talking about it. Yeah. But like, you ain't gonna make me feel bad because I have done the heavy lifting. Nope, okay, I feel bad about everything. No, and- so maybe a little uh, somewhere in between would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's well, where that's, I come in. Hi. No, no. <laughs> well, because you just get to a certain point. Like, I work my ass off, but I do it in, like, when I was younger in the radio industry, I thought working my ass off meant I needed to be at the radio station until 3 o'clock on the computer looking for bits, looking what's the next big thing we can do. I need to be calling other radio shows. What's the next big promotional thing you're doing? I don't do that anymore. Now I'm like, at 1030, I'm like, bye. Yeah. But my best material happens when I'm at CrossFit or if I'm literally sitting on the couch and I'll be watching something and I'll be like, oh, fuck, you know, it'd be really great if we did this. Like the idea that we're going to do tomorrow, I'm going to tell you all about for Gasparilla. Mm-hmm. It came to me while I was watching um, doo, 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 uh, Black Mirror last night. And I was like, oh, I know what we're going to do. And like sitting at a desk doesn't help my creativity. Right. You know, and so just working harder comes in a different way. So that's why I don't feel bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, I feel bad about anything. Bye. Say so anyway, I'm going to therapy today. That's my Are story. you going to say my name while you're at therapy? Why would I say your name at therapy? Holly, we, I see you a lot. But, okay. I I'm mean, in your I life. Can. I mean. <laughs> you, I, I'll, I'll say like, your name. So what do you think about Miguel? <laughs> what do you, I want you at some point just to be like. You know, my mom, you know, I'm dealing with her and I'm working my boyfriend's helping me out and I have my daughter, I'm concerned. And Miguel. <laughs> and Miguel. Uh, what about this Miguel? Not like, this Miguel, they're but like Miguel. Miguel Fuller? <laughs> yeah. On Hot 1015. Wait, yeah. so would it be weird if your therapist listened to the show? Um, no. 
don't think so. No. Because everything's confidential in there, so. Right. I don't think so. My divorce lawyer listens now, I think. Oh, really? She's friends with me on Facebook. I saw her at the holidays. She's like, oh, hey. I was like, oh, hey, girl. How you doing? She's like, what up, bitch? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, I just feel like I'm a little overwhelmed. I even told, like, I get so crazy. I was having, like, inception-level craziness yesterday where I was, like, inside my own head mm. while I was talking on the air. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, people are listening. And I'm like, I've been doing this for, like, a long fucking time. Technically, I've been doing this for 18 years. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Old. Yeah, I know. Um, Old. 18? Yeah. When did you start? I started in college radio in 2000. Old. Yeah. So, um, anyway... I just, oh, so I was like inception level crazy where it was like, people are listening to me speak. What if I mess up? Like, how am I speaking right now? And also making sense. And I'm talking some other BS that's not what my brain was thinking. And I was like, stop thinking right now because I'll fuck up. Um, So yeah, I I don't know. Well, I'm excited for you. I want to go to therapy. Go. We have eight free visits with our EAP. But here's the thing though. Miguel's, Miguel's greatest thing in his life. Talk about himself. <laughs> and they have to listen. They have to listen and provide feedback. <laughs> That's what happened. Mm-hmm. That happened the last time I went to therapy. Uh, it was when we lived here in Tampa Bay the last time. And it was a gay therapist. And I just think that he was like at the end, like about to retire and sort of was just, he wasn't the best, what I think was the best. And granted, I, my uh, degrees in broadcasting. So who am I to <laughs> make a judgment? No, but you click with certain people and certain yeah. people you don't. And just some of the things he said, I was kind of like, I don't think you should be telling me that. But um, but when I first went, I, I, I sat down. He was he was like, so what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't <laughs> know. What are you talking about? So then every time I went, and this is why it just- It's always like that icebreaker, the first one. Yeah. Right. The first couple was just like, uh. They sort of get awkward. like a scope of like who the people yeah. are. But like I, then, and I don't know if this is what other therapists are like, but I felt like I was planning a radio show. Like every time I went in, I would have like, I'd be like, all right, I want to talk <laughs> about this. I want to talk about that. Because then <laughs> if schedule. I- I did. And then if I, because if I didn't, I would sit down and he'd be like, so what's on your mind? And I'd be like, well, I'm kind of hungry. You'd be like, like, I don't Doritos. know what's on your mind. I know, I'm kind of sleepy. And, and then he went, it was just not a- Well, we have a life coach that I utilized post-divorce, and yeah. she was so helpful. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, And so she starts the conversation off like that, and I would get stressed out. She'd be like, well, what's on your mind? And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, what do you want me to talk uh, what about? What are you, Facebook? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, well, what do you want me to talk about? What? And I, this is because I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? She's like, this is not about me. <laughs> She's like, okay, sh- what is, when you quiet your mind, what is giving you the most hurt right now? So See, that that's, was good. Yes. Because then I was able to like expound. So I don't know. This woman may be baddie for all I know. And maybe I'd have to find another one. Because like I said, you don't always click with every therapist. I didn't right. really like my individual therapist I went to while I was going through the divorce. I didn't like her. Um, but I'm going to give this woman a try. So we'll see. Or you can just do what a lot of the other people in the world do is puke it onto a Facebook status. <laughs> I could do that. I could totally do that. You see the people that do that and you're just like, I'm like, I don't oh, know. That's like not, you shouldn't share that. But th- when I look at like my early Facebook posts from like 2007, well, 2005, Facebook was different then. Girl, that's all I did. <laughs> like I was such a, like, fuck this. 
Seriously, I actually like was shitty meaning- day. <laughs> it's just like three words. Seriously, like I was actually meaning to bring this up in a blog one day on on our show. Is that I was so pessimistic. Like I I, I can Same. be sometimes now, right. but like when I look at those posts from like college and right after, like every status update was like Miguel's having a bad day. I hate everyone. Don't talk to me. Oh my god. And I'm like, what the? F-? And then I remember. I remember when I consciously made a decision that I wanted to be a positive person. It was when I, uh, right after I graduated college and I was living in Savannah and I just hated everything about working at the radio station I did and the people I was surrounded by and the experience was just not great for me. And I remember uh, one of the salespeople who she was like a couple of years older than me and her and I were sort of going through the same thing and her mom had given her uh, the secret the book Mm, and then she gave it to me and like that changed my life like that literally put me on a completely different plane of thinking which got me I feel like to connect with people more and for people to sort of be drawn to me in a different way Um, because before that like looking at my Facebook status I'm like god who would want to hang out with me because I was so negative all the time and I hated everybody and everything Mm -hmm. god so I know those people that put their stuff out on Facebook. I used to do that too. Yeah. Not anymore. Now, if you look at my social media, I'm the happiest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> the happiest motherfucker life. I know. I'm a happy, 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 but I'm not. Right. Ryan. So it's turned yeah. into a highlight reel. What's your hurt right now? If you're now? ever just feeling like you're negative, just go into a random public post that's viral or whatever and look at the Facebook comments. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't handle and those. And don't do that. Yeah. Go to Petty Don't, Mayonnaise. Don't uh, do what they do. Yeah. People are the worst, aren't they? What were they? you about to ask? Ryan, what's your hurt right now? My hurt? Mm-hmm. What are you hurting from? Mm, I don't have anything. Do you feel emotion? <laughs> uh, barely. <laughs> do you feel sad often or ever? Sometimes. Everybody feels a little sad. Well, that's you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, because like I... I'm just sort of neutral all the time. When was the last time you were sad? Like, how sad? Uh, I mean, not like, you know, they ran out of burritos at Taco Bell. <laughs> sad, but That's like... pretty sad, though. But like, when did you feel pain last? Like, hmm. you felt that, like, gut-wrenching, like, ugh. Like, you felt like the wind was knocked out of you. That's a hard one. It's been a while. Which is good, right? Which is good. I made changes last year. <clears throat> like, I would say before I was with Taryn mm. was like a wow. stretch of it because I was just out. I was like ready. Like, how can I? What's wrong? Like, identifying the problem and then figuring out how to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously, it was like we had to split. Right. And then I haven't felt that since. So I would say I'm happy now. That's good. And Taryn is a big contributor to that, too. So, Or else, usually um, before that, when I was single, I would get in, like, down moods a lot. And I would, uh, I mean, I was in a, Evander and I were in a band, too. So, like, a lot of those songs have, like, the lyrics you can tell Mm -hmm. um, if you listen. Which, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where can I mean, you... that was my outlet. Yeah, that, but, no, that's, that's how fine. a lot of uh, bands slash artists but do it. now yeah. I go and I try, if I tried to write a song, I'm like, what do I write a song about? Mm. I don't have any like turmoil. Right. Would you ever tell us if you were sad? Probably not. Interesting. That's uh, It's so fascinating how people deal with their pain and how people process life. I usually just go to sleep. <laughs> eat food, go to off. sleep, and then I wake up and drink some coffee. I'm feeling pissed off until I drink the coffee. And then I'm like, oh, cool, the coffee kicked in. You know, I wonder if- And then it just goes away. If that is That's like, probably not the smartest thing to do. No, but. because you're not processing it and dealing with it. But at the same time, this is where I think the difference between men and women come into play, where you're able to just sort of like- like, stuff just rolls off your back. Like, you don't mm -hmm. get affected. Like, if your girlfriend, Taryn, is having a bad day, you're sort of like, yeah, yeah. stop having a bad day and feel better. And then that's it. You don't. It isn't. Um, yeah, yeah. There. Well, when we have disagreements or uh, we have, like, a head-to-head -head thing, I've been trying to not argue as much and sort of just, like, say my points without raising my voice. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that seemed to help a little bit yeah because nothing is communicated when you're yelling because she likes to you know she gets upset and so she thinks a certain way or has like something going on with her that makes her think about it in a negative way and so i know that she needs to get past that in order to have the true conversation about it mm. so uh i've been working at like um just communicating better i would say but I, it's still a work in progress obviously hey that's life mm -hmm. life is um, that i'm just trying to calm down about arguments or just negative things stay mm. positive but um no i don't really get like super sad i'll get down sometimes based on like the situation and uh do you think holly and i have rubbed off on you in the two years we've worked together I would say yes. <laughs> because we're emotional motherfuckers. Normally, I would say before I met you two, I was more negative and I was more um, quick to react on emotions. Mm. And like the only emotion that I really did have was anger. Mm. And um, so it would mm. just be like a ticking time bomb sort of thing. But I feel like listening to you guys and just the way you are, I figured out how to look deeper into myself mm. and um, be positive. Mm. So I could like hmm. notice the things that I do since you guys like to pick apart your <laughs> situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had like uh, in in depth like epiphany on like the the way I should act mm. and the way and the time that I should take before I do like maybe react to something because mm, there's mm -hmm. ramifications I don't take like uh, that immediate explosion yeah, right explosion or something that's so fascinating and that's just the way that I work in general right on anything so if I'm learning something like say it's a camera thing um, I don't like to just say I know it. I like to pick it apart, and uh, I like to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So that way of me learning is just I'm applying that to this right. mm. and picking apart 
myself. And that's and, why- and it's a work in progress. Not saying I'm perfect or anything, no. and like stuff still happens, but I feel like I'm better at it, and I have like a more level-headed state of mind about mm-hmm. things. And I think that's the always the evolution of people of of yourself and knowing yourself is figuring out you know how you operate and then sort of trying to like pick it apart and like why am i reacting to to life this way why am i going in 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 that direction and i think that that's just i think that just goes to show you that like there are some people who just are not complex people like they're very like they're happy they're sad they're mad that's it Mm -hmm. i would say it does help to talk about it though it does, but some people don't know how to talk about it. I know. It. They don't so know how to identify those find, emotions. If you find a person that is good at talking about that sort of thing, like you guys are, like we have these conversations on the podcast, mm-hmm. but um, honestly, a therapist is like the same deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go and see one if you mm-hmm. need to see one, because uh, I have some friends who are very down, and mm. uh, they aren't good at talking about it. They don't know how to get out of it and i would just say talk to somebody yeah it does make you feel better like whenever they do talk about it they come out feeling better yeah especially if it's like from the point of view that i just described about myself when i have that conversation with them i think about it from that point of view if you find somebody that's that looks at your situation like that doesn't give you like a bunch of negative opinions and stuff you're going to come out with a more positive outlook. So if you don't have that person, find them or see the therapist because that's their job. Yeah. You want to have someone that's a good listener. Yeah. And with a bonus like, with a therapist is that what they're paid for is to try to help you work through it. Right. Like even if you do have a friend that's like how Miguel is a good listener for me or my boyfriend is a good listener for me, um, they are not trained in the art of like, you know, necessarily, well, here's a viable solution for how you handle that. I am. Okay. <laughs> you see Dr. Miguel. My, my Bachelor of Science in Broadcasting yes. has taught me that. Which is funny because mine's a Bachelor of Arts in Broadcasting. Funny, uh-huh. Miguel's a, a, a personal therapist. <laughs> He's a, Amateur a private chef. investigator. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. I'll find some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Ryan. Get that therapist. It's really fascinating. Um, I just, I love, because like there are times when like I, I think about our podcast, I'm like, God, like, I listen to other morning shows podcasts and it's like funny, 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 ha ha ha. And then ours, like Alexandria said, can like, you know, run the gamut. Like sometimes it's really funny. Like I imagine next week after we're talking about the Gasparilla weekend and all the fun stuff, it'll be more funny. But then I also just find these sort of podcasts so intriguing because I just love like just getting down into people's minds and like knowing like why you think the way you think and like what makes you tick and like why you do the things that you do mm-hmm. i do that with my boyfriend all the time i know sometimes he's like what the fuck are you doing i'm like i just want to understand what makes you get from point a to point b right because i can tell you exactly how i get how i arrive to the conclusions that i do right but i want to understand how you do that and like why you do it people are different exactly and so i think all of us tend to assume that other people do it the way that they that we do it right like i would assume that well, this is how I do it, so that's probably how you do it. Right. Nope. Mm-mm. Totally mm. different. It can be totally different, and that's how you can arrive at two separate conclusions because your thinking process or your assumption process is different from, you know, person to person. Holly? Yeah. Oh, yes? What are two things you're grateful for? By the way, 
on the air you talked about doing a gratitude journal uh-huh. with your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So last night we were watching some Game of Thrones and I turned to Mr. Dimples and I was like, I think we should do a gratitude journal. And he goes, where did you hear about this? <laughs> I go, why? He goes, I heard Miguel say it on the air. I go, okay, well, yes. Yes, that's true. But it's a good idea nonetheless. Mm-hmm. I used to do, I told him this too, I used to do this when I was living in Ohio towards the end of the time when I was going through some shit. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through some shit, it can really help if you list what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. So having said that, you asked me what I'm grateful for. I am, yeah, because that's what I'm starting to do with my boyfriend every night. Because um, he's, you know, in a situation where he's not super happy about. And so I'm trying to sort of not change his personality. I don't want to do that, but I do want to help him sort of look at the things in life that are good for him and that he can be grateful for mm-hmm. uh, to sort of just help, you know, bring his spirits up right. sometimes. Right. Um, I would say that there's a goal. If you have a goal, it helps a lot. Yeah. Too. With most, like your positive yes, outlook. Most definitely. And I, I point out to him like a my lot. My goal was photography and videography. Like, can I s- somehow have that as like a side thing to sustain myself or do it? And I've come to that point now, mm-hmm. but that was my goal. And then I keep having further goals so I can make this better, that better. It just gives you something to do. It gives Rather you something than to live to for. Reflect. True. You just look forward instead of backwards so yeah. much. Which there's nothing wrong with looking backwards, <clears throat> but um, you have to have something to look forward to. Yeah, agreed. I think that's before Holly tells what you're grateful for. I think that's what happens to a lot of people in life is that they don't have anything to live for outside of work or their kids. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to have something else. Mm. And I didn't get that. I always say that my uncle told me when I graduated from college, he gave me two pieces of advice: keep a clean car and get a lot or a hobby. Mm. And I, I got that first one. I know, okay. <laughs> yeah, your car's dirty. Your car's gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross on the inside. Um, and I never understood. I still don't understand the car part. Like, I guess you just want to be neat. But the hobby part, I didn't get it until CrossFit, and then beyond that, when I started doing competitions, and I saw how that gives me something else to focus on, to think about, because your job can, like, come and go. Mm-hmm. And when we lost our jobs last time, like, that, my world crashed mm-hmm. because my identity was just radio. Same. And my, when, whole, my whole online being is Radio Holly. Yeah. What is that? And when it's not there, who, who the fuck are you? Correct. So you got to have something else to live for. I think I still struggle with that, to be honest with you. You don't think dances? I think dances, but I don't live for it. Right. I mean, it's a hobby. Well, and okay, let me take that back. Not something else to live for, but like something else that you're working towards. That you do with your time? Yes. That's a be- I'm glad you said that. That's a better way of thinking about it. Because like I don't live for CrossFit, but it definitely is something else that I focus on, that I work on, that it's a, a craft I'm always trying to hone and mm-hmm. to get better at. Yeah. And you do that with dance. I do. I like dance. And I like that I do it uh, sometimes, especially like you in those first early months of like dating and sometimes now because basically my boyfriend is all but moved in. And I'm like, oh, I'd really like to like just spend the night on the couch with you and watching stuff. But I have dance. And like we both agree, like I have to go to dance because mm-hmm. I love dance. And sometimes I, it's like you with CrossFit. You're like, man, uh. my dance is so late at night. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, I don't want to go. But I get there and I'm like, hey, yes! I got you. Oh, my God, yo. 
how y'all doing? Put my leg up, girl. <laughs> right. So it's so much fun. So like that's that is one of my main hobbies that I have. And so the women that I do that with also are some of my really great friends. So mine's dance, and I'm glad that I do have that. But then I do have Maya, who's my daughter. Um, but you do have to have something outside of that as well because mm-hmm. you run the risk of getting sucked into that. Like you are living for your kid, and by the way, your kid knows it. Mm-hmm. And you should not be living for your kid. And then your kid is going to go and have their own life. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be like, why don't you call your mother? And they're going to be like, oh, my God, mom, give me space. Yes. Because they are they are a separate human. They are not yours. Yes, mm-hmm. they're your kid and you're responsible for them. Right. But they are another human being that doesn't belong to you. No. No. That was a good lesson. I just I learned not that long ago, by the way. I love that. It was so great. It was like this. The universe or God or, you know, if you would you'd say God, but like also the universe or whatever the creator brought forth this life that you helped create. But their soul is not your soul. No, their spirit is not your spirit. Like, think about you and your mom. Like, you don't want your mom telling you what to do all the time. Fuck no. You don't want that. Your kid doesn't want you telling them what to do all the time. Eventually, you know, the older they get, obviously they need the guidance of you as the parent. So in that way you are theirs. Right. But you're separate. So Mm. it really, it hit me hard and I was like, Ooh, so I have to try to find the best way to parent this individual being Mm -hmm. because if she was a mini me, it would be fine. I know how little Holly operated. I got that now. I have checked that off the list. She's not little Holly. No. So she's little Miguel. (laughs) <laughs> she is a little bit of little Miguel mm-hmm. uh, Leo she's quite the performer mm-hmm. I want, always want to be the star always got to be the center of attention Girl. and it's so funny because with my boyfriend's daughter who is so sweet and kind she just turned three and I told him and he's noticed this in the past couple weeks she's starting to get a little sassy because they do after three mm. so she just turned three she's super sweet way sweeter than my girl <laughs> but when they're together I always have to remind my girl I'm like do not boss her around right like you you have to try to be fair mm-hmm. and share and mm-hmm. everything like this um so but she does though because she always tries to take charge mm. and she always tries to when she when there's they're both coloring and she go my my daughter will be like we both color i say oh i don't want to say his daughter's name on the podcast but right. oh justin's daughter you did a great job coloring that picture maya out of nowhere i did better though right <laughs> <laughs> no not just that so me. God, I'm like, this is not a competition. I'm better always. I go, you both did well. No. Well, I call her better in the lines. <laughs> oh, my God. Just look at it. She goes, did you see? I'm like, well, first of all, <laughs> she's three and you're four. There's a difference. That second of all, that's rude. Anyway. Listen, she's smart. I know. Listen, that's a Leo right there through and through. I know. And she does it with other stuff, too. Like with any comparison or with uh, like... When I say, like, I love my boyfriend, she goes, but you love me more? (laughs) I was afraid you loved him more than me. Oh, my gosh. My love does not end. I have ever-loving love to give, so I got to make sure. That sounds like whenever we have, like, big meetings with all of the radio stations, and they'll do, like, a company highlight, and then, like, whenever they get to us, I feel like a peacock. Like, I feel like I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, y'all, look at us. What, bitch? Mm." We're the best. Mm. But us, though. Did you see us? Look at our faces on that screen, That's bitch. my daughter. But I did better, though, right? right. Like, on. I know that as a company, as Cox Media Group Tampa, we all did well, but we did better. <laughs> that is my daughter. Holly, two things you're grateful for. I am very grateful for my boyfriend, who, mm. uh, man, we talked about this last night. We have been through so 
much in the not even year that we've been together, like trying times. I mean, stuff that normal relationships don't really withstand mm -hmm. in the first several months of being together. Right. Um. So I'm just really grateful for him because he's such a fantastic man. So I'm really grateful for him. And um, I'm really grateful for this. Me? Oh. <laughs> And with the job, this will make you happy. Well, I was going to say for this job, because with this job, it gives me several things that I'm grateful for. So um, with all the shit that went on with my mom, I'm so grateful for Miguel, you for taking up my slack because oh. most jobs don't have that someone else oh. to, to shoulder the burden. Yeah. Um, the And the listener who has been so positive, just, and when I say the listener, I mean you listening right now, um, giving me support, like, I can't imagine being in another place, another job with another platform that would pe people would be so reflective back of positive energy. And it was really inspiring. But you love me more, right? Yes, I love you more. <laughs> God, between you and my daughter. No, I no. love y'all more. Fine. Thank you. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I understand you have to love your daughter more, so I get that. That's fine. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I okay. think that's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> well, maybe you guys, because you're babysitting her tonight. So I am. maybe you can sit around and talk about who's the best. No, clearly she wins. I, I'm not that much of a, well, wait till she's like 10 and then <clears> I'll <throat> argue with her about okay. that. Uh, Ryan, what, two things you're grateful for uh, Miguel and Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> that better be the way this goes. <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, Taryn, my girlfriend. Of how long now? A year and some months. Aren't y'all moving in soon? Or it would be a year and a half-ish. Wait, mm -hmm. you're moving in together yeah, in March? Yeah, moving in in March. And Holly, isn't that when Mr. Dimples is moving in with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. huh, well, look at these two worlds colliding. Indeed. And then I, I would just say good friends. You're a, a people that are around me. Mm. I like it. Did you say Miguel Ryan as and one of my, your good friends? My Gucci shoes. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have Gucci shoes. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm joking. I don't have Gucci shoes. I'm about to say, you're very rich. I have like $30 shoes from Foot Lock. How much are they paying you, Rich? Oh, God. Um. Anyone want to ask me? Miguel, what are you grateful himself for? Himself and himself. What are the... <laughs> Two things that you're grateful for. Me and me. Yeah. Uh, no, I am. I am truly grateful for this life. I feel like I have been so. Uh, I've been so lucky to be able to have a life where I feel so much love around me mm. when it comes from. My boyfriend, my best friend Holly, one of my good friends Ryan, who I get to work with. Like, I get to come in and laugh and be crazy or sometimes be sad and be angry and do a job and get paid for it. I'm happy that I get to, like, have a family away from family. I'm very grateful for that, for, like, my gay friends. And it's, like, my college gay friends, my Panama City gay friends, my Tampa Bay gay friends. I love being—I'm very grateful for— all of them. And so that's my first one. Sort mm -hmm. of all encompassing. And then secondly, the relationship that I have 
with my boyfriend, Mr. Silver Fox, has been something that has been eye-opening, and it's been... It's opened me up to a love that I didn't know I was capable of. Mm. I didn't think that I would ever feel comfortable with someone in this way. In past relationships, I would be I would do things on how like I thought you should do them, but like never too much because I don't want to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Or never too much because I don't want them to look at me differently or I don't you know if I say this or if I'm this extra, they'll break up with me or they'll think that I'm too much. I don't feel that. I am completely 100% myself. And I am so grateful that he makes me feel that way. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that. That's good. Well, there you go. That's it. That's how we go. Uh, Holly. Yes. We had a request from Jenny Utrovska. Utrovska. Yeah. She said what? She she had a request from us. Oh, she she said, listen, I'm not y'all's boss, but if you can get this done, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. She said, I need Mr. Dimples and Mr. Silver Fox to be on the podcast. You had said it was going to happen, and it never happened. It was supposed to happen over Thanksgiving break, but that's when all this stuff happened with your mom. Yes. So that was not possible at the time. When? Okay, I think the hardest person to pin down is going to be your boyfriend. Yeah, he tried. How do we get him in a room? <sighs> like, I don't know. We're going to have to figure. I'm hoping um, it'll be sometime probably toward the end of February. Because he's like, he's got job, painting jobs and stuff. That's his side business. If you ever need your house painted, oh. let me know. I can put you in contact with my boyfriend and his company. Um, so he's doing that on the weekends during the day. So hopefully we'll schedule, we'll like put it in a schedule. Be like, you have to show up and you have to do this for like an hour. Yeah, it's not going to take that long. No, no, no. It'll be an hour. And it can be in the evening if you need. Mm-hmm. It's just that we need to all arrange a schedule for it. So yeah. He's the one that's out of the town, out of town the most. Yeah. So let us know when he's in town, and then we'll start working on. Because if it's not during the day, it's gonna have to be a weekend where I don't have Maya. Ah, oh, true, true, true. Okay, we'll make that happen. Thank you, Jenny, for putting that request down. Producer Ryan, mm-hmm. what's all of your social media? It's Radio McGib, M C G I B. Holly. Yes, mine's Radio Holly. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. You can find our podcast on iTunes. Just uh, go to type in Miguel and Holly Uncensored and just make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, you can download the free Hot 101.5 app and listen there. Or you can go to hot1015tampabay.com. Want more Miguel and Holly? Listen to past episodes of Miguel and Holly Uncensored at Hot1015TampaBay.com, the Hot1015 app, or on iTunes.